Greetings, loved one. Welcome to today's podcast. I pray that you're in good spirits and all is well with you. In the name of Jesus Christ, say, all is well. Say this, in the name of Jesus Christ, I decree and declare that all is well. One more time. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I decree and declare that all is well. All is well. Yes and amen. All is well. Amen. We send that out as a prophecy so that the angels will have something to work with. The elements will catch on our requests, our prophecy as Christ's representatives here on earth that we can declare all is well. All is well. Anything that bothers us, all is well. We speak to it with faith and love and believing that something good is going to come out of this situation. All is well in Jesus' name. All is well. Reading from our book today will be a variety of books, 365-day books and some scripture. The first book up on the batting mount is Streams in the Desert. And we'll be reading October 14th. I think I was 19 years old when my first son came along in Atwater, California, working at a chicken farm, hanging chickens upside down from the middle of the night to nine in the morning. I was a dad, and I had responsibilities. And when we brought that kid home, God, I felt the fear. I said, I don't have the instructions on how to help and raise this kid. At two weeks old, I grabbed the kid, the boy, and I went outside to the stars and looked up in the stars. And I raised the boy up, and I said, Here, Lord, your son. Or something in that nature, that I raised him up and I dedicated him to the Lord. To this day, that boy is, that was almost over 40 years ago. To this day, he is serving God and teaching the Bible and is exemplary pastor and working pastor at that. He unloads trucks at night, listens to sermons as he unloads, goes to the gym, raised four kids, has a wife, owns his own home, and plus he has a church. Great, great junior. That's Fernando Jr., and then I have another son that came along two, two years later. And he is went to UCLA and does taxes and is also in service, even where he helps the elderly and does good things. Hey, man, that's all attributed to the Word of God. I got into the Word of God early in the 80s and sat them down to write scriptures out while I was selling real estate. Got to write these scriptures out, son. Nine years old, eight years old. Enough of that. October 14th. One of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. He said to them, when you pray, your kingdom come. Luke 11, 1, 2. 
One of the disciples said, Teach us to pray. The Lord raised his eyes to the far horizon of his Father's world. He brought the ultimate goal of eternal life together with everything God desired to do in the life of humankind and pack it all into a powerful prayer that followed these words. This then is how you should pray, Matthew 6, 9. And what a contrast between his prayer and what we often hear today. How do we pray when we follow the desires of our own hearts? We say, Lord, bless me, then my family, my church, my city, and my country. We start with those closest to us and gradually move outward, ultimately praying for the expansion of God's kingdom throughout the world. Our Master's Prayer, however, begins where we end. He taught us to pray for the world first and our personal needs second, only after our prayers has covered every continent, every remote island of the sea, every person in the last hidden tribe, and every desire and purpose of God for the world as we taught to ask for a piece of bread for ourselves. Jesus gave himself for us and to us, paying a holy and precious price on the cross. After giving his all, is it too much for him to ask us to do the same thing? No man or woman will ever amount to anything in God's kingdom or ever experience any of his power until this lesson of prayer is learned, that Christ's business is the supreme concern of life and that all of our personal considerations, no matter how important or precious to us, are secondary. Dr. Francis. When Robert Moffat, the 19th century Scottish explorer and missionary of South Africa, was once asked to write a young lady's personal album, to write in the personal album, he wrote these words. My album is a savage chest where fierce storms brood and shadows rest without one ray of light to write the name of Jesus there and see the savage how in prayer and point to worlds more bright and fair. This is my soul's delight. Okay. His kingdom will never end. Luke one thirty three, Or as an old Moravian version says, his kingdom shall have no frontier. Missionary work should never be an afterthought of the church because it is Christ's forethought. Henry Jackson Van Dyke. Okie doke. Okay, let's say the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All is well. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of the wrongs as we forgive those who wrong against us. Lead us not into any more temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Amen. I pray that it wasn't too... Uh, it was simple that the Our Father is an extraordinary prayer 
that we love others as we say our Father. Holy, reverent. I had a dream last night or the night before. And I got up about 1.30 in the morning and I prayed a little bit and tried to go back to sleep. Today I'd done the same thing. I got up at 2, but I haven't been able to go back to sleep. It's 4 o'clock, 4 something in the morning. But yesterday, when I went back to sleep, I had a dream. I have a dream. And it was so real, the dream. There was an electrician with headphones on, and you can hear the humming in back of this great wall of electrical panel, and it had these big breakers. The breakers were, were for the hand, and you push them down, and the breakers will let the electricity through and upward shut off all the electricity. And he had this, what looked like a, a pilot or astronaut, had these headphones on. He was a Hispanic guy. And he was listening to Mozart, Bach music, you know, Beethoven. He was just, and he was working, and he was putting the levers up and down and moving them here like he was transporting power, power, power of electrical power. I have worked in, in generators that, that create millions of volts for, for the farmers up in the San Joaquin Valley. My job was to bring in coal so the, they can burn the coal and turn the turbines with the steam, and then the termine, turbines will produce millions and millions of volts, and they would be distributed. And I would walk in through the computer room, through the engineering room, and the guys in there were, the engineers were so kind. They would show me their graphs and so forth. They would show me the computers when some of them were having problems and and there were dis distribution of electricity. But I always ask this to every electrician I run into in the natural, I always ask them, how do you explain electricity? You know, I have various, so I asked this one in my dream. I have one question to ask you. And he turned around and, and you know, when he was done with his work, uh, and then he put his headphones down, and he uh, he turned around, and then he said, in essence, he said, I fear electricity. I fear electricity. That's what he told me, very plainly in my dream. And to me, that sounded like how we should f distribute God's word. Power going here, power going there. We're tapping into the power source of God, which is electricity, which is life-saving power to others. And we've been commissioned ambassadors to distribute it with love and enthusiasm to others. To pull, to, and because we're listening to Mozart, classical, Bach, Beethoven-type music, we're in a higher frequency of mathematics and pure classical music that's coming from heaven that a lot of people said, I got that music from heaven. Bach brought all these uh, composers. Well, you know the deal. You know the saying. So, so what I'm telling you is this, we're doing the right things 
with the right information, the right prayers, headed in the right direction as ambassadors and distributors of God's work. Jesus said, greater works than you do, you will do than I did. You would reach more people than I did. You would do greater works than I did. Oh, how I wish I could pray for those elderly people that walk up and down my block with their hunch over or quadriplegic people in their chairs. Oh, how I wish I could go over there and pray for them. I haven't been able to pray for them. I pray for them. Nothing happens. I keep praying, you know, that they would get, that the power would come through me and they would be healed. But what I do is I clean the driveway, the walkway across my street. There's a house they've been working on for two, three years now. And the overgrowth, I cut it down. The trees, I cut it back so the people that walk through there will not have to bother with, with stuff on the ground with their wheels on their, you know, get, they have to watch their step. They might slip. So I, I took it onto myself to clean that part of the street and cut back the overgrowth. Amen. Now, why did I say that? Well, common sense, you know, it's just common sense. And I can use the, uh, the action. The action is part of the prayer. So I know from listening to other evangelists that have prayed for people and they said, nothing happened. I prayed, I prayed, but I kept trying to pray. I keep trying to bring that electricity and jump that enthusiasm that would flow through me. But what was is probably unbelief that's holding it back, uh, not enough prayer. I'm sure I'm getting enough scripture in, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying praying for others. As I'm talking to others, I notice that they will open up and talk their heart out. So I just have to listen. And I know the Lord is working when I'm I'm get together with other people that don't read the Bible. They'll just start pouring their hearts to me. And I, you know, and I said, I always tell them, well, thank God for the situation. Thank God. Just get out of the way. Thank God. There's one guy I'm working with and I keep, he always, I go, don't put a spin on it. Don't add to God's word. Just say, thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Don't add. Well, if this didn't happen, if that didn't happen, or if I be, I said, don't add to his words. You're cursing yourself. Just let God be God. Give him the raw material that he needs to work with. Your will. Your, your, your assent. Your approval. Thank you, God, for this situation. All is well. And then just clap your hands and move away from the problem you created in the first place. If you would have went to school and paid attention, you wouldn't be in this situation over and over again. Sorry about that. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> you know, working with the people that just don't listen and don't want to, you know, they... They want you to listen to their soap opera, you know, and I keep telling them, you keep bringing new problems into your life. If it wasn't, you always, 
Now you got this person asking you for money. Where's the backbone? I go, how many people have you asked for money? Are they your friends today? What happened? Silence is what happens. <laughs> but you know, an education from the Father in heaven is a treasure. The Holy Spirit says, the Father says, ask me and I will give you the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of like giving us the lottery. I'm giving you the wisdom, but the action and the work is going to take care of your problem. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you wisdom. So this will never be a problem again. Teach a person how to fish. Give them a fish and you cripple them. They'll come back for more. Anyway, I'm meddling. Let me go on to the next reading, please. loved one welcome to today's podcast i pray that you're in good spirits and all is well with you in the name of jesus christ say all is well say this in the name of jesus christ i decree and declare that all is well one more time in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i decree and declare that all is well. All is well. Yes and amen. All is well. Amen. We send that out as a prophecy so that the angels will have something to work with. The elements will catch on our requests, our prophecy as Christ's representatives here on earth that we can declare all is well. All is well. Anything that bothers us, all is well. We speak to it with faith and love and believing that something good is going to come out of this situation. All is well in Jesus' name. All is well. Reading from our book today will be a variety of books, 365-day books and some scripture. The first book up on the batting Mount is Streams in the Desert, and we'll be reading October 14. I think I was 19 years old when my first son came along in Atwater, California, working at a chicken farm, hanging chickens upside down from the middle of the night to nine in the morning. I was a dad, and I had responsibilities, and when we brought that kid home, God, I felt the fear. I said, I don't have the instructions on how to help and raise this kid. At two weeks old, I grabbed the kid, the boy, and I went outside to the stars and looked up in the stars. And I raised the boy up and I said, here, Lord, your son. Or something in that nature that I raised him up and I dedicated him to the Lord. To this day, that boy is, I was almost over 40 years ago. To this day, he is serving God and teaching the Bible 
and his exemplary pastor and working pastor at that, he unloads trucks at night, listens to sermons as he unloads, goes to the gym, raised four kids, has a wife, owns his own home, and plus he has a church. Great, great junior, that's Fernando Jr. And then I have another son that came along two, two years later and he is went to UCLA and does taxes and is also in service even where he helps the elderly and does good things. Hey man, that's all attributed to the Word of God. I got into the Word of God early in the 80s and sat them down to write scriptures out while I was selling real estate. Got to write these scriptures out, son. Nine years old, eight years old. Enough of that. October 14th. One of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. He said to them, When you pray, your kingdom come. Luke 11, 1, 2. One of the disciples said, Teach us to pray. The Lord raised his eyes to the far horizon of his Father's world. He brought the ultimate goal of eternal life together with everything God desired to do in the life of humankind and pack it all into a powerful prayer that followed these words. This then is how you should pray, Matthew 6, 9. And what a contrast between his prayer and what we often hear today. How do we pray when we follow the desires of our own heart? We say, Lord, bless me, then my family, my church, my city, and my country. We start with those closest to us and gradually move outward, ultimately praying for the expansion of God's kingdom throughout the world. Our master's prayer, however, begins where we end. He taught us to pray for the world first, and our personal needs second, only after our prayers has covered every continent, every remote island of the sea, every person in the last hidden tribe, and every desire and purpose of God for the world as we taught to ask for a piece of bread for ourselves. Jesus gave himself for us and to us, paying a holy and precious price on the cross, after giving his all, is it too much for him to ask us to do the same thing? No man or woman will ever amount to anything in God's kingdom or ever experience any of his power until this lesson of prayer is learned, that Christ's business is the supreme concern of life and that all of our personal considerations, no matter how important or precious to us, are secondary. Dr. Francis. When Robert Moffat, the 19th century Scottish explorer and missionary of South Africa, was once asked to write a young lady's personal album, to write in the personal album, he wrote these words. My album is a savage chest where fierce storms brood and shadows rest without one ray of light to write the name of Jesus there and see the savage how in prayer and point to worlds more bright and fair 
This is my soul's delight. Okay. His kingdom will never end. Luke 133. Or as an old Moravian version says, his kingdom shall have no frontier. Missionary work should never be an afterthought of the church because it is Christ's forethought. Henry Jackson Van Dyke. Okie doke. Okay, let's say the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. All is well. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of the wrongs as we forgive those who wrong against us. Lead us not into any more temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Amen. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. Amen. I pray that it wasn't too, uh, it was simple, that the Our Father is an extraordinary prayer, that we love others as we say Our Father. Holy, reverent. I had a dream last night, or the night before, and I got up about 1.30 in the morning and I prayed a little bit and tried to go back to sleep. Today I've done the same thing. I got up at 2, but I haven't been able to go back to sleep. It's 4 o'clock or something in the morning. But yesterday, when I went back to sleep, I had a dream. I have a dream. And it was so real, the dream. There was an electrician with headphones on, and you can hear the humming in back of this great wall of electrical panel, and it had these big breakers the breakers were, were for the hand, and you push them down, and the breakers will let the electricity through and upward shut off all the electricity. And he had this, what looked like a, a pilot or astronaut, had these headphones on. He was a Hispanic guy, and he was listening to Mozart, Bach music, you know, Beethoven. He was just... And he was working, and he was putting the levers up and down and moving them here like he was transporting power, power of electrical power. I have worked in, in generators that, that create millions of volts for, for the farmers up in the San Joaquin Valley. My job was to bring in coal so the, they can burn the coal and turn the turbines with the steam, and then the turbines will produce millions and millions of volts, and they would be distributed. And I would walk in through the computer room, through the engineering room, and the guys in there were, the engineers were so kind, they would show me their graphs and so forth, they would show me the computers when some of them were having problems, and, and there were dis distribution of electricity. But I always ask this to every electrician I run into in the natural, I always ask them, how do you explain electricity? You know, I have various, so I asked this one in my dream. I have one question to ask you. And he turned around and, and you know, when he was done with his work, uh, and then he put his headphones down 
and he uh, he turned around and then he said in essence he said I fear electricity I fear electricity that's what he told me very plainly in my dream and to me that sounded like how we should distribute God's word power going here power going there we're tapping into the power source of God which is electricity which is life-saving power to others and we've been commissioned ambassadors to distribute it with love and enthusiasm to others to pull, to, and because we're listening to Mozart classical Bach Beethoven type music we're in a higher frequency of mathematics and pure classical music that's coming from heaven that a lot of people said I got that music from heaven brought all these uh, composers well you know the deal you know the same so so what I'm telling you is this we're doing the right things with the right information the right prayers headed in the right direction as ambassadors and distributors of God's work Jesus said greater works than you do you will do than I did you would reach more people than I did you would do greater works than I did oh how I wish I can pray for those elderly people that walk up and down my block with their hunch over or quadriplegic people in their chairs oh how I wish I could go over there and pray for them I haven't been able to pray for them I pray for them nothing happens I keep praying you know that they would get that the power will come through me and they would be healed but what I do is I clean the driveway the walkway across my street there's a house they've been working on for two three years now and the overgrowth I cut it down the trees I cut it back so the people that walk through there will not have to bother with with stuff on the ground with their wheels on their you know get they have to watch their step they might slip so I, I took it onto myself to clean that part of the street and cut back the overgrowth Amen. Now, why did I say that? Well, common sense, you know, it's just common sense. And I can use the, uh, the action. The action is part of the prayer. So I know from listening to other evangelists that have prayed for people and they said, nothing happened. I prayed, I prayed, but I kept trying to pray. I keep trying to bring that electricity and jump that enthusiasm that would flow through me. But what was is probably unbelief that's holding it back. Uh, not enough prayer. I'm sure I'm getting enough scripture in. But I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying praying for others. As I'm talking to others, I notice that they will open up and talk their heart out so I just have to listen and I know the Lord is working when I'm I'm get together with other people that don't read the Bible they'll just start pouring their hearts to me 
And I, you know, and I said, I always tell them, well, thank God for the situation. Thank God, just get out of the way, thank God. There's one guy I'm working with and I keep, he always, I go, don't put a spin on it. Don't add to God's word. Just say, thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Don't add. Well, if this didn't happen, if that didn't happen, or if I be, I said, don't add to his words. You're cursing yourself. Just let God be God. Give him the raw material that he needs to work with. Your will. Your, your, your assent. Your approval. Okay. Thank you, God, for this situation. All is well. And then just clap your hands and move away from the problem you created in the first place. If you would have went to school and paid attention, you wouldn't be in this situation over and over again. Sorry about that. I'm talking to myself. <laughs> you know, working with the people that just don't listen and don't want to, you know, they they want you to listen to their soap opera, you know, and I keep telling them, you keep bringing new problems into your life. There wasn't, you always, now you got this person asking you for money. Where's the backbone? I go, how many people have you asked for money? Are they your friends today? What happened? Silence is what happens. <laughs> but you know, an education from the Father in Heaven is a treasure. The Holy Spirit says, the Father says, ask me and I will give you the Holy Spirit. So that's kind of like giving us the lottery. I'm giving you the wisdom, but the action and the work is going to take care of your problem. I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. I'm giving you wisdom. So this will never be a problem again. Teach a person how to fish. Give them a fish and you cripple them. They'll come back for more. Anyway, I'm meddling. Let me go on to the next reading, please.